All right, Comic-Cons, I know you're about to listen to another fun-filled episode of the Comic-Cons podcast, and we know it's all just fiction, but guess who's joining me today? Mr. Johnny Barnes. John Barnes, that's my name. And we are going to talk to you about another little podcast, okay, called Orgy of Sound. Orgy of Sound! Now, if you like the Comic-Cons podcast, and if you like listening to me ramble on and wax on. rhapsodically about wax. T-800s, mm-hmm. living tribunals, Freddy and... Bill and Ted and all the good stuff we grew up with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of that stuff either is in a comic book or squished in between your VHSs and your penthouse magazines. Just think to yourself, why not settle for one podcast when you can have two podcasts? Say, go right I'm for saying. it. Dive right in. Dive right in. And it's available on all the same platforms, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Mm-hmm. Free. By free! The way. You don't have free, to like, free. sell your soul to the devil. Not at all. You got to sign nothing, no agreeing to terms that you get freaked out about later. Exactly. Look, if you like music, if you like listening to a couple of guys talk about music and break down a song, we're talking quick burst episodes, quick bursting episodes out of our <laughs> pants, you know? Come on, join the orgy. The orgy of sound. Orgy of sound. Available anywhere podcasts are available. Available. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Stop right there. Listen. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. Kawabunga. Friend of mine? I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest. All right, so we have a very special show tonight. We're going to get into a lot of things tonight. But at the top of the show, we're going to start things off fresh in a new direction. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we do casting calls, right, Lauren? I mean, yeah, every now and then. all the time. But this That's time, fine. we're going to do a off-the-cuff casting call, completely unrelated to the movie that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I was yeah. listening to a previous episode of Comic-Con's podcast. You were disappointed in January Jones playing... Emma Frost. She was thing. fine. She was fine. I, I just want some more. I just want the costumes to come alive. I want them to pop off the page. You want a white queen who is thick <laughs> with two C's. <laughs> but is also blonde haired and blue eyed. And also Rosamund Pike. <laughs> so if Rosamund Pike can somehow be thick with two C's. You could just put Rosamund Pike's face on the body of Nicki Minaj. Yes, or Coco, as you pointed out today. Yes. Well, Which that I, was my suggestion to you was, was do you think that Coco could pull it off? I didn't know who Coco was. I had to Googs Coco. Oh, really? If you hadn't said Ice T's wife, and I was I like... Yeah, I said Ice T's wife because I don't know her last name, but I do know it's not T. <laughs> Coco T. Yeah, no, I, I, I was uh, jaw dropped. I mean, I was still at the Hall of Justice packing things up to get the midnight train to Georgia when you sent me that message. And I'm like, oh, my God, holy moly. It is uh, Coco Austin. 
Coco, Coco Austin, Austin is okay. her name. All right. So give me who you got for, I don't know. The segment. The segment. That introduced the segment proper. The segment is. Who, who would could, play her? Who would play her? Yes. Who would play her? And uh, I gave you a list of names. You said, well, send me some characters. And I said, yes. they're all, they're all going to be scantily clad femme fatales. Which is why you're having me do this. Right. Because I'm a straight white woman. <laughs> I'm not going to be objectifying these women. Hey, hey. <laughs> Can you still objectify uh, drawn characters? I guess you can. I guess you can still. Well, it, I mean, if you're picking somebody to cast as them. Oh, true, true. Putting them in their various stages of dress. Yeah. I, I, so I wanted Rosamund Pike. I've always wanted Ro Rosamund Pike to play White Queen, especially when I think of Rosamund Pike from I Care A Lot, like that mm -hmm. version of her, just like sinister, but vindictive, but, you know, very rigid. Hard ass. Hard ass, yes. But even though like sinister, but also like she really thinks she's doing right. Right, right. She doesn't think she's doing anything wrong. She's taking care of herself. Which which actually makes a more intriguing villain mm -hmm. nine times out of ten. Like with, Thanos. Exactly. Thanos thinks he's doing what's right for the world. Getting right. Rid of, you know, being able to share the resources. I just don't think she'd want to put on the outfits. I think she'd show up to the set with wardrobe and I'd be like, all right, uh, uh. Rosamunda, this is what we got. She'd be like, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. I also don't think she would fill out that outfit. Maybe not. But again. <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that. They can do all kinds of things these days, though, with that with that CG. CG and silicon padding. And <laughs> so you went on to give me a list of other female comic book characters and asked me to cast them. Yes. <laughs> Since I came up with the perfect casting in your mind <laughs> in your mind it was uh, it was pretty spot on it was pretty spot on i'll take it all right so who do you want me to start with you you sent me um, quite a list here i know i think it's like five or six people so yeah I you guess started just... with you started with psylocke all right well lay it on me all right well unfortunately i googled psylocke and the first one to come up was olivia munn so i'm kind <laughs> of that's that's what i'm seeing but if i look at I'm looking at a uh, an artist rendition that reminds me of some characters from Jim and the Holograms. And underrated show. Yeah, yeah, but the <laughs> you know the like that's what. So I'm I'm picturing like a young Susanna Hoffs. Okay. You know Susanna Hoffs is. I am gonna need a the reminder. The lead singer of the Bangles. Oh, very much Walk so. Walk like an Egyptian. Right. So this picture that this image of of Psylocke that I'm looking at right now. That's that's the vibe I'm getting. But I can't think of anybody currently hmm. who could do that. You know what? Maybe um, Gina Gershon. Ooh, like a 90s you Gina know? Gershon? Yes, like a 90s Gina Gershon. Let's talk. Let's yeah. talk about Gina Gershon for one minute. OK, I can't seem to ever let her get away from my thoughts when she comes into my thoughts. When she comes into my thoughts, I go, Gina Gershon, where are you going? Okay, mm -hmm. you try mm -hmm. to act like we haven't seen Bound. Okay, we've all seen <laughs> Bound. My sister, God rest her soul, it was one of her favorite movies. She was like, "Oh my God, that Gina Gershon is so hot." She loved <laughs> Gina Gershon, and and I and I agree, especially when you combine her with Jennifer Tilly, it's like a match made in heaven. Like mm -hmm. she picks very interesting roles, though. She's done a lot of different work, and she's got that that sexiness, but she also has that toughness to her. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like I yes. wouldn't want to fuck with her. You know, she might slash my you tires. You better not. Yeah, or slash my throat. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's great. That's I love that casting. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, like a, definitely a 90s Gina Gershon. Fantastic. But like and like with the bigger hair, 
Like, I, of course. I can't think of a, a role that she was in where she had the bigger hair, but she had bigger hair for a while. Right. I just can't think of anything right now. Right. Is no, that like good it. enough or do you no, want to do anything? No, that's more? good. That's no. good. I like that. Okay. Next up, you gave me Zatanna. Zatanna. Oh, that's now, Zatanna. Zatanna, I've seen, I've, I'm familiar with Zatanna, but I've never really thought about her. Can I skip this one and come back to it? We can table it. We can always okay. table it. Okay, let's. I'm, I need a little more time to think on that. Sure. All right. The next one you gave me, Big Barda. <laughs> tell the audience, tell the Konzies who are cons like I am, a little bit about Big Barda. So Big Barda is a new god in the DC universe. Okay, so for all you folks initiated out there, you'll remember her from the Justice League Unlimited cartoons where she would show up with her husband, Mr. Miracle. And why do I love tall Amazonian women? I don't know, but this one in particular, who's a tall, huge woman, muscular, imposing, but sexy, fantastic Jack Kirby armor. Her husband is also a scrawny guy like yours truly, who gets out of uh, jams by breaking out of, um, you know, shackles and traps and snares and they call him Mr. Miracle. And um, I don't know if we'll ever see a new Gods movie because they shelved the Ava DuVernay um, project, which is unfortunate. But if we do, I w- I've actually always thought an Adrian Palicki from uh, Orville, uh-huh. that Wonder Woman pilot that never saw the light of day. I thought she would be fantastic as uh, as a big barda. No, she obviously has that look, but she's also athletic and tall, and I, I kind of need a little bit of that. I, I mean, a- Adrian Palicki's beautiful. I guess she is tall. <laughs> um, just she seems very soft to me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. She's not tough. So she's not first, Lucy Lawless. Right, right. So my first thought, but she's already in the Marvel universe, um, was the the woman in Thor. I had to Google her. Oh, Jamie Alexander. Um, yes, Jamie Alexander. Sif. Yes, yes, yes. Sif. I couldn't remember any. Lady Sif. That's good. That, that was my first thought. Okay. Um, but depending on how big you want the character oh shit what the fuck is her name we can always hobbit it too we can always um, lord of the rings it <laughs> where we've got the old and the young <laughs> no we just make her like super tall next to the oh yeah we can do that too sure yeah. sure um but uh yeah jamie jamie alexander or um oh my gosh now i can't even remember the name of the character she's known for uh christine something christy something um gwendolyn christie Gwendolyn Chris. Oh, from uh, Game of Thrones. Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, Brienne of Tarth and uh, Captain Phasma. That's probably yeah. the most spot on casting, and it's probably the best casting. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I do. I do. I like it. It's probably the best one for playing, because the only other way you could possibly go is maybe Gina Carano, and we're not ready to forgive her yet. For Right, <laughs> right. She was in my mind, too, and she's got big, but I had to go. She was in my mind when I thought of Jamie Alexander, because when I first saw Gina Carano on screen, I thought she was Jamie Alexander for a minute. For a minute. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually a huge fan of the Gina Carano train. Um, and I was mm-hmm. on that train. I was a pause. I was a, re, a repeat yeah. rider on that train. I rode yeah. that train, but then that happened. And I was like, okay, you need to, I need to get off this train and take another mode of transportation for a little bit, you know, just yeah. for a little bit. Maybe she can come out ahead of it. I don't know. Maybe she, maybe if people just stopped doubling down and just kind of came out and said, look, I'm sorry. I you think know? that's the, that's the problem. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're in this place where it's very easy to get attacked for something you say. Right. 
And if people pay attention to why they're being attacked and try right. to understand, wait, did I do something wrong? Right. Did I, you know, because I say stupid shit all the time. We all do. And Guilty if, as charged. If somebody came at me and said, that was fucked up. You shouldn't have said that. Right. If I don't agree and think, why shouldn't I have said that? I at least need to ask and be open to learning and hearing. Right. Especially right. if I'm, you know, getting ready to be in the spinoff Mandalorian series <laughs> <laughs> and, and be and like have my career set for life. Right. Right. You know, right. I might want to take a little more pause and be a little more cautious rather than just saying, fuck you and losing my job and never being able to get hired again. Right. right. I think it says something about your, you know, your temperament when that goes down on Twitter anyway. 100%. No, I'm with you. But moving on. Yes. The next one that you listed is probably the one I'm most familiar with. Mm -hmm. Rogue. Rogue. Rogue, because I did grow up in the 90s, so I did see the X-Men cartoon. And then, of course, Anna Paquin. I never understood that casting. I never understood it either. I, well, hold on. Back she was track. fine. Back Her track. acting was fine. I think they were trying to do a Jubilee Kitty Pride thing with the character. They wanted okay, so they kind of they wanted her to be young instead right. of being this older right. established person. They wanted to show her going through the the puberty and dealing with her powers and not knowing how to. So okay, whatever, I guess. Um, and Anna <laughs> Paquin's a fine actress. I have no sure. problem with her as an actress. Just, I've seen the piano. <laughs> You know, she Harvey. won an Oscar for that, didn't she? I think she did. And she was like nine, right? They couldn't give it to Kaitel for his man sobbing. They had to give it to her. <laughs> I, I've never seen a man weep like I saw Kaitel weep in that movie. In the piano? Yeah. All right. So, uh, of course, I mean, the, the most obvious choice, if they had made the movie right at the same time that the uh, cartoon came out, I think it would have been Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie um, Raitt. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think uh, Let's honestly, give him something to talk about. Talk about that gray streak and all that red hair. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, actually, I think Jessica Chastain. Interesting. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. No. That's a good do pull. You, do you have one? Do you have somebody that you would? Throw into the rogue role. It's it's tough with someone like her, I, and this is so just like lazy. But I I I really think for that southern drawl, you need mm -hmm. to fall back on something that that just works. You don't necessarily need to find someone that can just do the accent. You know what I mean? And I really think that Ashley Judd, that '90s Ashley Judd, you know, okay, could have given okay. us some could have given us some some good, uh, you know. Well, did you see Jessica Chastain in The Help? You know, I've never seen the help. I've oh, never okay. seen the help. Yeah. So she, because she really did have that accent in the help too. I'd love to see it. Though. And I believed it. Yeah. I don't know if it was real or not. Yeah. But I, I believed it. Uh, yeah, that's that's solid. Like she's got some southern roots. I love Jessica Chastain, so I like your casting. Okay. Our right, next one. Are we mm. ready for the next oh, one? I'm ready. I'm always ready. Magic Marvel. Magic with a K, magic, ladies and gentlemen. Magic with a K. Okay, yes. sorry. I had to. I had to put Marvel on the end of it so that it would come up. Um, Somebody that can pull off the 
No, I'm sure you're looking at all the images. I'm looking at these pictures and I'm a little confused. <laughs> I just feel I you're gonna need to give me maybe can is you, there a video I could watch? Can you please describe the 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 costume you're seeing? Are you seeing the are you seeing the black with the big sword? Yeah, so there's a okay, let me let me zero in on that. Okay, so there's a big sword. Yes, giant like, sword. It looks like like those old He-Man swords that you yes. had to hold up to the light so that it would glow in the dark. No, she but did not. like it looks like that, like the texture and the color of it and everything look just like that, mm-hmm. except um, against her. I would say it's about four and a half feet tall. Right. Um, and maybe like eight inches wide. Right. It's like um, the Thanos blade that he, that he was rocking yes. in Endgame. It's ginormous. Yes. So um, the costume is. Um, <laughs> this is going to be great. Not just thigh high, but I would say pelvic high boots. Oh, they are. Yep. They're up there. Um, leather bikini bottoms and armor, but only on her shoulder. Yes. With spikes, right? Yes. Spiky okay. armor just on the uh, right shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a metal bra. Right. With a peekaboo cut out. Of so course. that you could stab her in the heart easily. Right. And and well, let's um, you gotta accentuate the, the cleavage. You know, the cleavage has to be there. That's part of the that's part of the attack. Not only in the, is the cleavage there, but like the <laughs> pelvic area is there because the bikini is cut so low. I don't know. I don't know if this um, is going to be good for me or if this is like gonna finalize for all the Comic Cons what I I can't tell. So I'm just kind of looking all the pictures looked at what is her what's her vibe? What are her powers? I can't tell. So this is probably going to blow your mind, but she has magic abilities. Ileana Rasputin. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to be a descendant of Rasputin, the she's actually guy? She's actually uh, um, the sister to Colossus, Peter Rasputin. Okay. Okay. This is helping me much more now. She's, okay. she's Russian and she has the ability to transport people through different realms and dimensions. Um, she also speaks to a uh, alien dragon by the name of um, Lockheed. And uh, she um, wields a badass sword. She could even go full demon if she needs to. Um, and her head basically turns into a flaming skull and she goes fucking full Wiccan on motherfuckers. Okay. So it's, she's okay. got really badass powers. And a couple of times she's had to, you know, transport people, but they usually can't make the trip. Like Logan has been one of the few people that could actually like make the trip. So it's, so she's like, all right, you got the healing factor. Come with me. We're going to five different dimensions. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, she's a fantastic character. I love her for all kinds of reasons, obviously. Um, <laughs> I, I really appreciate you taking the time to explain the vibe to me because I would have gone in a completely different direction. Oh, interesting. But, okay. But now I know. Katya Zamalokovic, who hmm. is a former contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race hmm. um, and um, a, uh, as she describes herself, um, a bisexual Russian hooker. Hmm. <laughs> That's her in herself. It's a drag queen. It's a sure. it's a drag queen. So sure. um, you know, he is actually a man who plays right. the character of a woman. Right. Um uh but uh she's a contortionist and gymnast. Um hold, let me let me get you a picture. I'm trying to look put, up right now. You can put it in the in the show notes. Hold on. <laughs> if you just Google Katya. That's with a K? Yes, K A T Y A. Here we go. Here's a oh, I got here's, it. Here's a great picture for you. This is what you're saying. 
<laughs> this is who you're casting is magic. Yes. yes. Ironically, yes. I can actually see it. And I believe if you saw, I'm going to share something in the chat window here. Sorry, listeners. I know that this isn't exciting. <laughs> That's a good one. Sorry, my cat's making a lot of noise. Hey, um, it's that kind of a night. So, but uh, she taught herself uh, to speak Russian completely without an accent. Um, so this is somebody who could totally play this role. I think to the the fullest, it's full to the nines. Extent. Yes, it's pulling yes. it up as we speak. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, she could pass for Colossus's sister as well. <laughs> I see it. I actually, no joke. I actually see it. I actually kind of see it. And um, look at the very heart of this thing, the the casting, and that's that's actually what I pulled up on my phone, which is what you sent me. Um, that's at the awesome. heart of at the heart of this thing, the casting call has always been breaching time, space, mediums. For you know, it, 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 we we pull from different walks of life here in, in on this show. So I, I love it. That is like one of the most original castings, not only for this little segment, but across but all, forever. all of the episodes <laughs> I've ever done. I don't think anyone's ever cast a drag queen as a, as a prominent character. I mean, that's fantastic. I love it. You should watch some highlights of RuPaul's Drag Race. I've wanted to watch it, but it's so many seasons in. It I don't is know. A, that's the problem. There's a lot to get into. Um, Jenny would be a much better spirit guy than I am of, of where to start and how to really get yourself into it. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe like the next time there's a new season, just start watching. Just start watching. Yeah. This this latest uh, season was a um, an all-star season. Um, it's on, it's on CBS. So you can watch it on Paramount plus if you have I that. I don't get the plus. Yeah. And then they do a, um, what do you call it? Um, it's not, it runs on VH one too. Maybe I'll just YouTube so some like, highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Just YouTube some highlights. See what you like. See yeah. If it's worth you watching. I've gone but to a drag the, show and I had a really good time. Yeah. 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 Drag shows are always a good time. And the show itself, like it's just very campy it really started kind of just parodying America's Next Top Model and right. Project Runway. Like, oh, like they're like uh, RuPaul comes into the workroom to check on everybody as they're doing their weekly project. Mm -hmm. And he's just totally doing a Tim Gunn impersonation oh. the whole time. Like, so tell me what's going on here. What are you working on? But at the same, but now it's become its own thing. But especially if you look at the early seasons, it was just kind of parodying Tyra Banks on America's Next Top Model. Yeah. And now it's like morphed into this whole other thing completely. It's interesting when that happens. That is interesting. It's taken on it's taken on a new life of its own. It's it's, it's huge. It's massive. Kind of like when you have a, you know, a vampirella <laughs> that maybe looks like just kind of a parody of Elvira. Okay, okay, listen. So to give you a little bit of backstory, you're probably thinking to yourself, Vampirella, wait a minute. That's yeah. a, that's a vampire woman. That's what's 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 the originality in that? Well, here's the originality, Miss Lauren Izzo. Okay. Wait to hear it. She's an alien vampire from the planet oh. Dracon. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you can't make this shit up. She's been around for a long, long time. I think 
she's older than me. I, okay. I mean, in, in more ways than one <laughs> in the, in the comic book world, but also in the real published world, she's older than me. She's been around for a while, which makes sense. Cause she sounds like something that would come out of the, the 60s, 70s imagination of, you know, some guys who haven't gotten out much, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I love the fact that she's endured this whole time. She's had, a, she's has, she has four new runs right now, four different comics right now ongoing. Damn. One in which she's, she, uh, hangs out with Red Sonia after Ren Sonia has been transported okay. from her time with Conan into modern day. And there's a great scene where Ben Perella comes back to the hotel room where she's staying with Red Sonia, trying to keep Red Sonia under wraps. And Red Sonia has eaten like a hundred hamburgers and threatens her with a sword saying, if you don't give me any more of these delicious hamburgers, I'm going to murder you. It's just such <laughs> a fantastic world, you know, because in the meantime, she's a good person, right? She doesn't kill, she doesn't suck or drain the blood of good people. She's like a Dexter. Oh. She drains oh, okay. the blood of uh, bad people, you know? So she's like a Twilight vampire. Yeah, like a Twilight right. vampire. But she's not, she doesn't sparkle. She just So is she to... from the same planet as uh, Dr. Frankenfutter? No, no, not to my from, knowledge. Uh, <laughs> not to my knowledge. That's his name, right? Tim Curry from... Uh, they should, they might as well because they're... Her picture. Because they both okay. have that same, um, yeah, that same wardrobe appeal. Yeah, they're alien vampires. <laughs> And I don't even know if what you'd call what she's wearing, even a wardrobe. It's like just one stretchy. I've band. seen some. Actually, I've seen some drag queens wearing this outfit as well. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Google um, uh, Kylie Sonique. Kylie Sonique, I think, wore something even skimpier than that. Um, Kylie Sonique love. Um, Kylie Sonique. Oh, Kylie yeah. Sonique Love. Um, she I, I guess it's spoilers. She just won this season of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. Um, I'm watching I'm watching so, I'm watching Sonique and Miley Cyrus right now on my phone. And I got to say, <laughs> I got to say, I'm a little intrigued in more ways than one here. So this is. Here is. I don't, I'm not sure what that says about me, Google but I'll take Kylie it. Google Kylie Sonique's goth look. If we do that here, hold up. So, I got another. I got another link to oh, share wow. with you. No, I'm, I'm looking. Listeners, I, if I you got check it up. out, yeah, the Kylie Sonique love goth look. Um, she's definitely showing almost as much skin as Vampirella. Um, but I think we can do it since I just cast a drag queen and RuPaul's Drag Race all-star for our last one <laughs> i've gotta come up with something better for this one um so adriana lima is is a no-go we're not casting adriana lima. oh i guess we could do adriana lima. She, was that, she was that victoria's secret angel in the 2000s right yeah like late 90s early 2000s you I know mean, i guess she works sure maybe amila Cause I think Mila still got it. Mila Jojovich. Yeah. 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 She could pull that off too. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is the only one that's kind of stumped me. Mm. I feel like I did a good job of just pulling names out for the other ones and having you at least pretend like they were good guesses. No, they are good. <laughs> they are good. <laughs> that's what this is all about. You know, I'm having, I don't know what's giving me trouble about this. Maybe just that there's so much skin. And that's all I'm seeing. <laughs> so I'm having less of a feel for um, 
who she is. Tell me a little more about her. So she's an alien. She's a good guy. She's an alien vampire. Um, uh, sucks the blood of bad guys. Um, she can go full bat if she needs to. I don't know. I mean, oh, uh, so she can go full bat. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I only have a few of her issues. I mean, over the years, I'm just kind of green. I think the world is ready for a Vampirella movie, if not a Vampirella series, maybe more of a series. I think a show might be kind of cool, like an anthology series on different um, different characters. What's the, uh, oh, she's going to be She-Hulk, isn't she? Tatiana? Tatiana Malis- yeah. I forget how to say her last name. Tatiana Mosley? Mosley? It's more than Mos- that. It's more, it's, it's more. Oh, uh, there's more? There's more to it? Tatiana. Don't you hate it when that happens? Maslani. 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 I'm really stoked yeah. for that, actually. Yeah, she's great. Did you ever? Uh, did you ever watch that uh, Orphan Black? I never watched Orphan Black. Everybody told she's me she's great in it. Oh, she was fantastic. Yeah, you yeah, slurping a little. Was that a? Uh, I know. <laughs> was, it, was it Diet Coke? Just for the taste of it, you know Diet what? Coke. If you're gonna go to the Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. you gotta go with that Diet Lemonade. I do the Diet Lemonade sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Man. It's pretty good. Big fan. Big fan of the the frozen lemonades. You ever had those there? No, I haven't had those. Oh, so good. It's like they take it, they have a lemonade and then it's like mixed with soft serve. Mm. It's really good. Sounds good. Yeah. Are we killing time? Are we? No, we're good. Are we? Okay. Okay. We're good. I didn't know if we were waiting to get into the, the movie. Oh, we can jump in whenever you want. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna segue in with a uh, with a. Uh, did did I have any other casting to do? Or were you, we good? you skipped over Zatanna, but we could always throw. Oh. Uh, we could always throw Mary Elizabeth oh. Winstead in there. I was gonna say that's who we should do. Let's just put Mary Elizabeth Winstead in there. I mean, if Anna de Armas and uh, what's her name, um, Amelia Clark, turn it down, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Winstead doesn't feel weird about playing two characters from the DC universe, you know. Who is Anna de Armas? I know who Amelia Clark is. Oh, uh, I don't Anna know de, Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, oh. She's in the upcoming No Time to Die. She was uh, she was in Knives Out. She's the main girl in Knives Out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, for sure. Are you a fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead flat out? I am. Have yes. you always been a fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead? No. Oh, interesting. I was hoping no. I, was, I actually <laughs> was thinking about you today. I was like, I bet I bet Lauren's going to be a fan of her from from ever since Scott Pilgrim. Um, I mean, I liked her in Scott Pilgrim, right. but I never thought she was that special in Scott Pilgrim. OK, OK. It was it wasn't until uh, a couple of years ago with um, the emancipation of Harley Quinn that I really Which, was like that Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I really like this chick. We did that movie together that was our last one-on-one yes you know oh, oh by the way kids welcome to comic cons podcast keep podcast for the rest of us who are the rest of us my name is nick stevens i am your host but away aren't we all forgetting to do an intro on a show that you've been doing for several years and joining me on the zwm box 350 is none other than the aforementioned lauren Izzo from mouthy broadcast we are missing uh, another person from mouthy broadcast yeah. this evening, jenny zell but uh, this is so. This is fun too to get the one on one. We haven't had a one on one since. Um, yeah, it's been Harley, a while. You know. Yeah, it's been a while since <laughs> I first saw you. you know? I'm waiting for that one to pop up on an orgy of sound. I know. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna happen. 
because the, the the one rule with orgy sound is that you kind of have to like the song a, a little bit even Just if it's a, a guilty bit. even if it's a guilty pleasure i don't know if, i don't know if any stained songs are guilty pleasure come to think of it actually that's not true i do kind of like that i'm on the outside i'm looking in in terms of it getting stuck in my head <laughs> i can see through you <laughs> That's the one with the uh, where Fred Durst starts jumping up and yelling, right? Oh, is it? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think so. What's in the, the one he's... in the live version? In oh, the, live the live version of version. that song, which I don't know if that was a Woodstock '99 or whatever, where Fred Durst incited the riot. I don't no. know. Who knows? I gotta watch that documentary still. Me too. But there is the the live version of that outside song. Mm. was like the first thing when like stayed and went really took off puddle of mud and it was all over it was all over um mtv that that video the live recording and fred durst was just sitting on the stage with aaron lewis sustained um and he gets up like you know like at the the break it's i guess it's a solo but i mean he's just playing it acoustic (laughs) so you know the the break um and fred durst is just like yeah this is the real fucking deal y'all oh man feel those lighters that All was the, w- let I me just ask remember you, a lot of that let me ask you a question since we like to saunter down that that path together okay. sometimes right. um in your mind don't you envision that those folks were the red flags of all the magas like all those people, like like the Fred Durst, yeah, and, uh, and the Kid Rocks, like they were the magas saying, "Hey, look, this is coming, guys. Just FYI, if you keep giving us money, it's gonna get worse." Um, I don't know. Is that too condescending to make that call, or is that like a fair no, assessment? No, I'm one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> like, um, and I mean, because all those signs were there, right? You know, <laughs> the that, like these these people are the ones who are about to inherit the earth. Um, I mean, they're the same generation as we are now. Yeah, that's true. You know, maybe some of them are a little bit older, but I mean, there are plenty of people our age who were rocking out to all that and into it all. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Aaron Lewis of Stained has quite the career writing patriotic country songs now. I don't know Mm. if you've seen those. I haven't seen those. I I couldn't listen to the song, but... um, Jenny and I, my co-host from Mouthy Broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, we were just talking about how uh, he has this one song and it's like that South Park parody of um, it's called like Freedom Isn't Free or some stupid oh, shit. Oh, yeah. About, you know, <laughs> well, freedom isn't free. That's true. That's a very true thing. <laughs> I mean, I want to get that straight the name of it. on the record. But there's some South Park parody song about like 9-11 and, and all this stuff. And that this Aaron Lewis song that he has out there is to say, this, I can't, I, we can't talk about this. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> this is my government name and everything. And if anybody sees this video or this recording, I'm wearing my work shirt right now. <laughs> hey, I won't. You can't, out. you can't put this on the Instagram. Okay. I won't. <laughs> Damn it. I, Cause we already had like at least three good sound bites. Well, can I'll we just... put like gaffers tape over no, my shirt? I'll, I'll do. I'll do. Why uh... would I wear this shirt? <laughs> On 
First of all, first of all, I think what you mean, what she means to say, folks, is why would she wear that shirt on this podcast? That's what on she means. Any to, podcast. No, she means this one because this why one's would break. I, why would I wear this shirt on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those days, you know? Hold on. Oh, you're still quoting Fred Durst lyrics. <laughs> been one of those days. Actually, I was thinking more. Just one of them days, you know? Oh, much better song. Right, exactly. Come on. You got to put that little vibrato in it, you know? Don't take it personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something I can actually cover my... Oh. Well, just put that, just put that uh, magic armor on behind you that's sitting... <laughs> <laughs> I, I shipped it to your house before the show started. Just take this shirt off and put that right on. <laughs> right. Things are not going to get weird, I promise. Oh, man. <laughs> so we were anyway. going to talk about a movie tonight, um, <laughs> which I'm actually kind of glad we ended up talking about everything else, but because I don't know how much I'm, I don't know about you. I don't know if I have a lot to say about this movie. I, yes, I, I, I 100% have nothing to say about this movie. <laughs> I, I liked it, though. I, I did like it. Um, I thought there were a lot of great action scenes. I was a little disappointed in it. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. I felt it was too predictable. Backtrack. You yeah. were disappointed because, like me, you thought the trailer was dope as fuck, right? Yes. Remember I showed it yes. to you and you were like, holy shit, it looks awesome. Yes. Like yes. Trailer. Yes. Car chases. Yes. Dope yeah. as fuck trailer. Right. Mary Elizabeth Catherine Antonio, Master Antonio <laughs> Winstead. I love her. <laughs> I love a lot of these, you know, um, multi-named actresses, mm -hmm. you know, like Mary Stewart Masterson and uh, um, Mastriano. Yeah, <laughs> Mastriano. <laughs> we should in the closet. Oh, there's one in um our bedroom too. Okay, you guys can leave. My wife uh, stepped in to tell me that she thinks somebody egged our stop sign. I was afraid we were being too loud. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> and no, then my... I just I no, let she my just cats got home. out because there was a lot of meowing. Uh, Jen, Jen just got home to, and she poked her head in to say she thinks somebody egged our stop sign outside. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I can't really begrudge them for that because I, I used to do shit like that all the time. So she was like, somebody egged our stop sign. I was like, oh, yeah? Oh, interesting. On a Monday, rookies. You got to do that on a Saturday night, you know? And then go beat up the mailboxes. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I never did the mailbox thing, but I remember going down to the 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 end of our, our street in our neighborhood with, with a bunch of friends and, and, and our... A mutual acquaintance of ours would take a trash bag full of beer cans and hoist it over the fence of a farm that was across from our neighborhood. And we'd be like, and he'd be like, oh, McDonald, see you in hell. And he'd throw the, you know, <laughs> throw the beer cans over there. That guy probably had to pick up those beer cans every weekend, but it never came back on us until today when I announced it on a podcast. And Well, I mean, maybe the farm had out. goats and maybe the goats would just eat the beer cans. <laughs> oh, God, do they eat beer cans for real? Goats eat everything. Oh, yeah, man. goats eat cans. They eat like fence posts. That might explain it then. We never there was never any evidence because he had goats yeah. and cows. I wonder if goats could eat 
um, highly radioactive elements. Taking us back, taking us back on track. That's why she's a pro, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Great segue. So, tell the Comic Cons what this movie's really about. You know. Okay. So this movie, Kate, is about an assassin. Kate. Hmm. And Kate has a mission. She's gearing up to finish her mission and retire. And just as she's about to complete this mission, she's been poisoned and told that she has 24 hours to live. Mm -hmm. And she decides to spend that last 24 hours to complete her mission. And also seek retribution for the person who poisoned her. Kind of, sort of, right? Which, well, she thinks that it's the same person. Right, 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 right. But big she surprise, also, kids. It turns out it's not. Which you saw coming and I saw coming. Uh, yes. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was so obvious. Is it okay that it was obvious, though? I don't know. Because don't I, you, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder that I'm being too, like, critical on, like, movies from certain genres. Like, um, should this, I see can, what you're saying. Can this I just be allowed to be a thing that it's in this genre of, like, this is what this is, and do we have to? Okay. And I'm not. I I'm not being saying. argumentative. I'm not. I'm just asking. No, that. I see what you're saying, and I don't know. Maybe, I guess for me, if it's going to be that obvious, then it should be a a bigger movie. Oh, okay. As far like there should have been, like okay, there were a lot of great action scenes. Really but great then action they tr- scenes. Yeah, a lot of really good action scenes, but then they tried to put in like too much stuff to tug at our heartstrings which didn't, didn't make any tug sense at the heartstrings no no not at like, all like and then like the annoying little girl who she who befriends really, yeah and which was like okay is this the professional or which was so forced this, by the way yes because in the, the professional it wasn't forced it was well balanced mm-hmm. right right you're talking was, about art versus i don't know what this is right i mean right. it's still that, art it's still art. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be smug and pretentious. But I mean, it's like it's, it's art vandalay. Maybe <laughs> it's art vandalay. <laughs> oh. No, I. But I agree with you. Like um, the professional is uh, like a much more like cinematic, high drama. Um, I don't want to say masterpiece because it's not. But a it is. But it is kind of in its own right from when it for when it came out. Right, and then this movie is just like a casual romp. It took a lot of elements from other movies and just kind of threw them all in there together. It did. It, and, it did, didn't it? That's exactly yeah. what it did. So, like, we had bits of the professional, like bits yeah. of. Um, there was one scene that the first, um, not the first scene. Did you ever see the Bridget Fonda? assassin movie does i had the, to look it up does the pope shit in his hat listen to me <laughs> that is the movie i was going to bring up to you as, so, as the comparison for this La yeah Femme so point uh, well, point, point of no return, return but it was based, based on, on the feminist Kita, right also so, luke Besson, by the way i have not oh i didn't know that yeah. okay i haven't seen point of no return I don't know. When did it come out? 1990? I haven't seen it since I haven't seen it since Gabriel Byrne decided to do Cool World. So, yeah, I mean, that's the last time I saw Point of No Return was when Gabriel Byrne showed up and like, hey, by the way, remember me? Like, I'm with you. It's been that long. Yeah. 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 So but the second that she was questioning the target with the mm-hmm. kid in the that's way, what she thought of. Yeah, that was the scene that came. To, I was like, oh, I've seen 
not this exact scene, but a scene like this before. And the whole scene came right back to me where. Um, so for anybody who hasn't seen Point of No Return, Bridget Fonda is an assassin. She's waiting for her, you know, target to be revealed. She's waiting to see if he has she has the shot. And they say the target will be in white. And the person who comes into the shop wearing white is a woman. Mm. And she doesn't want to pull the trigger. She doesn't want to kill a woman. And they're yelling at her. You have to, you know, the it's the target is in white. The target is in white. The woman in white. The woman, the fucking woman. Kill her, you know. And I don't <laughs> even remember kids, what happens. 90s. Yeah, I don't even remember what happens after that. But it's the same thing that was happening in this scene where she has the target in her sights, but Stay there's on a target. child there. Right. Stay on target. Almost there. I'm losing it. I'm falling apart. <laughs> so there's nah. a kid there, and she doesn't want to kill the guy. Can't kill the kid. kid. Can't kill the guy in front of his kid. Right. And she's right. like, that's my one rule. But she breaks her one rule. She does she it anyway. Breaks her one rule anyway. Right. Which is the same kid that ultimately she be, she befriends because right. maybe she didn't have a childhood because she grew up in this world. There's some very tepid, very fast. That's uh, the flashbacks other thing. To her yeah, being a we've got girl. these flash. Like I wanted to see that movie. Yeah. The scenes like the scene where they send her into assassinate a whole table of people with unloaded guns. Did you catch that? Yeah. Did you even catch that that happened? Like no, it yeah. shows her. So there, it shows one scene where she walks up to a table of men and she's like a child, like mm-hmm. a young teenager mm-hmm. and she, and the gun jams. Right. And they all start laughing at her and then she ends up killing them with knives or something anyway. That's what we want to see. But then there was another part of that flashback where she's yelling at Woody Harrelson and says, you gave me an unloaded gun. Right. You know, like, how could you do that to me? And he's like, it was a test. You passed. That's really what we want to see, so, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Those moments like because um, it showed a bunch of like random scattered. Badass little girl killing a shit ton of people. I kind of almost feel like and this is just me. Granted, I loved Black Widow, but I yeah. kind of I, that's kind of what I also wanted from Black Widow a little bit more. I wanted more of the Red Room. I wanted more of coming up. I don't know if I yeah. needed. And sorry, Yelena, I loved you, but I don't know if I needed Yelena to take over Black Widow as much as she did, even though I know well, they're planting her for more movies. And that's why I mean, kinda... this is that's the that's the problem with Black Widow is that you have somebody who's essentially a clone. It's another widow. Right. They're on right. screen. And when we're going to see Black Widow, we want to see ScarJo. Right. We don't need to see her sidekick doing right. exactly what she does. Right. And show so, me show me how she got to where she got to. You know, what right. I'm saying? Which I, like, I loved the opening of that. Of great. Black Widow. Yeah, great. I loved seeing the family and, and all yeah. that stuff. And tr- and like it took me a minute to like understand the dynamic of what was happening. You know, like because, you know, um, but Natasha's character is a little girl. You can see like she doesn't trust these people. She's not into her mom. She's not into her dad. You know, she's playing with her sister, but she's skeptical of of everything around her. Right. And, you know, then like you see the switch when they get picked up by, you know, when they land in Cuba, you know, and you see how the how the parents are acting and she's just trying to protect her sister. And And the whole dynamic has changed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like I loved that. And yeah, I 100 percent wanted to see more of the Red Room and 
more of like the soldier training, not just a million clones of Black Widow. Right. You know, right. like we we know what they can do because we've right. seen Black Widow for 10 years in all these movies. Doesn't mean we don't enjoy her taking on 20 of them at the same time. That's true. That was you know? badass. That was yeah. absolutely <laughs> badass. And it was a fun movie. Sure. I mean, it wasn't Marvel's best, but it's not like it was a piece of crap or anything. Even when they're not firing on all cylinders, they still they still deliver the goods. You know, they right. got they got it. They, they got they, they cracked the formula. They know what they're doing, you know. Um, with this one, it's like I looked up this guy's credit, the director of this movie, and is it, was it in the seven hundreds? He uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is his only only his second movie. Um, oh, okay. So I think it's still pretty impressive for someone who's it's only his second movie. I think he started off doing like visual and practical effects in movies. Um, his previous direct directorial project was the Huntsman sequel. I never saw either one of those. That was the um like. Little Red Riding Hood type meets Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Chris Hemsworth and Charlize is angry because she's so beautiful and she just can't stand it anymore. Oh, um, Snow White, not yes, not Little Red Riding Hood. Right. Yes. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I didn't see those either. I never saw saw them either. I'm sure they're fine. I saw the Snow White one that came out around the same time that had. It also wasn't called Snow White. Oh, there was there was another one. Maybe it was called Snow White. I don't know. There was one with Lily Collins in it. Hmm. And it might have been called Snow White. I don't remember. But my yeah. kid was my kid was little when those came out. And I took him to the movies to see those or to see the the Snow White one. OK, um, but he was like, oh, it was called Mirror, 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 okay. Lily Collins and Julia Roberts. It was like the fun, campy version gotcha. of Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't come anywhere near that. He he did like a action romp, like you said, which is funny yeah. you said a romp earlier, because that's kind of what this is. This is really just a romp in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. You know? So here's another thing that bothered me about the movie. Let's oh see. no, here we go. Why was everybody doing like all these stereotypical stereotypical air quotes here, mm-hmm. Japanese things? Like, why, when they go up to the penthouse to kill Renji's boyfriend, is he sitting there with his feet in the pool and the dead fish to do the not dead fish? You know, those fish that do the pedicure, the fish that eat the dead skin. Yeah, see, I wasn't aware of those fish like, that eat the dead skin. So I was oh, like, you oh, never heard of that I, before? And he was it's watching like a, that weird Star Wars thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. like, this, this is kind of an interesting little and then, like, world. Uh, like the whole, like there's one scene like where they're running through and it's like they, they go to it's I believe it's called an onsei or an onsei. Um, it's like a Japanese bathhouse. Oh, like a spy. Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like they run through there and there's like all these naked dudes laughing at the like when she holds up her finger and says, boom, and there's no it was jammed, but she pretends to shoot at him and he like falls backwards. I actually like that scene when all those guys stood up and laughed at him. Yeah, and then yeah. Just... No, no. I. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I felt like they're they like, were... this is Japan. Yes. This is what they do. Like, yes. Right. right. That kind of stuff. And then like another scene in a Kabuki house and, you know, and the girl getting the shirt out of the vending machine. Yes. All yeah. that stuff. Right. All right. We didn't forget that they're in Tokyo. I see what you're saying. I it was just a little over the top. Here's what I liked about the ending. I liked that the main boss, the 
Kujima. Kujima. Uh, I liked that he kind of came around with his little anecdotes and his story at the very end as she encountered mm-hmm. him in his house and his quarters. And he uh, basically gave her another, she's taking adrenaline throughout these adrenaline ep- EpiPens throughout the entire movie to kind of keep her from, to kind of keep, keep her going. And I think he gives her like one last guy. Which it say, also reminded me of that Jeremy Renner movie with Crank. I've never seen that. that. Right? Jeremy I didn't Renner? see it either, but. I think it's true. No, 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 no not Jeremy Statham. Renner. Jason Statham. Why Same did I say guy. Jeremy Renner? Same guy. <laughs> but that's, but yeah, it reminded, like her with the shots reminded yes, me of that. Yes. And I, but I also never saw that movie either, but I knew it was like an assassin. You knew the premise. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I liked that though. I liked how he's like, listen, I'm going to bring you around and I'm going to take you to who did this to you and who ultimately yeah. did this, you know. And death has new beginnings, you know, and I, right. and I like that she dies. I like that there wasn't a we found the cure at the last second. Yeah, you know? no, she needed to die because part of me is like, yeah. well, you know, I'm so used to franchises. Right. So part of me is like, is this the first chapter in her? But it's like not everything has to be a franchise, you know, so I liked how it was a one off, you know. Spoiler, kids, we're spoiling the fuck out. But, but when this movie goes up, it's been out for a couple of weeks. So it's it's on Netflix, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And it's rated pretty high. Apparently, it's got really good reviews and people are losing their mind overseas. Apparently, Japan loves this movie. Oh, well, that's good. So yeah. it's not like so I don't have to feel like, oh, is it guilty? Like I felt um, I felt weird, like with all the. I felt like they were just throwing all these stereotypical references to Japan. I can see face. what you're saying. I, I guess and I was saying. like, is this really what Japan is like? So if Japan likes it, then I guess it can't be that bad. Right. <laughs> well, it's like if they—it's like if they have a movie centered in like you know Mexico. You know what I'm saying? We don't need all of the Day of the Dead stuff crammed right. down our throats. Where it's like we get it. We know they're in Mexico, like because I feel like they do that too with with that culture as well a lot and with movies. Yeah, you know, um, and you don't always need it. Like you just just shoot it there, and that'll be where it is. Like that'll come naturally. You don't have to like you know push that mm-hmm. unless you have a scene that like comes to life in that setting, you know, like people are wearing the skull makeup and a guy comes out of the, the woodwork and he's one of the guys you have to kill or I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, I see yeah. what you're saying by saying what I'm saying. I don't know. If that makes sense. I think you and I, Nick, you know, we, we park our cars in the same garage. We park our cars it. in the same garage and you really truly do get me as a human being because you know, that metaphor makes sense in this world that we're in right now. Even though other uh, people don't get it outside our podcast world. Did did you have a favorite part? Are we there yet? Are we there? Yeah, we we're, say we're, favorite we're part? totally fucking there. Okay, yeah. um, my favorite part, honestly, is what would you even call it? It's not it wasn't quite the dojo. But I don't know what else to call it, that that style of arch- architecture where she goes to challenge. Was it Renji? Was it, not Renji. Kujima. Not even Kujima, like no, 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 no. In the in the the middle part where she fights like 20, 30 guys at once, she even gets oh. kicked, through the, kicked through the door of one of the rooms. The Kabuki House. Kabuki House. Thank Kabu- you. It was a Kabuki House. Yeah. Kabuki House. Thank you. So yeah. that whole scene in the Kabuki House where the music dropped out of the movie for a little bit and it was just straight fighting, fantastic. But one can't help, and this is just by default. One can't help by just going to the Osiris of that. And I know he borrowed from other movies, but that Tarantino Kill Bill baby. That's what it's all about. And I don't think any movie with a female assassin is going to come close to that, not just for the action and the scale, but the motivation. Mm -hmm. She's motivated by revenge and Mm -hmm. 
then when she finds out her daughter's alive, holy shit. Right. You know, whereas this, it's like Kate's motivated by what? Just, I mean, you're going to die. She's pissed off. You're pissed off, right? She's pissed off it's still, it's still there, yeah. but it's not, it's not as strong, you know? And then it becomes about the kid and that's not strong because we haven't. Because we hate that kid. Right. The kid's she, a piece of shit. She was such a piece of shit. Thank you. Like, sure, sure. You watched your dad die, but that's no excuse. Yeah, it's no excuse to be a horrible person. <laughs> she's like, ew, she's got like cancer or something. But then it was like, but you got scars, which is really cool. Well, which one is it? Right. Like, are you, right. is are it you enamored? Ew, right. you've got cancer or wow, you've got scars. I right. don't understand. Right. Because <laughs> that's how I am. If when, my, when I'm on a blind date with somebody, it's either, ooh, you've got cancer or wow, you've got scars. One of the two. You can't, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> um. My favorite part, specifically, I think it was now that I can't. It was earlier on in the movie. Mm. So I think it was in that Kabuki house part. She's fighting, you know, a, a dozen people at once and a guy has her by the hair. Oh, she reaches yeah, yeah, a yeah, knife yeah. back, cuts the hair, cuts the hair, slices through his hand, turns around and then jams the knife through his mouth and out his nose. That was unique. I have not seen that before. That was yeah, dope. I had, I had never seen anything like that before and I really liked it. Um, and then toward the end when Kujimo fought Renji and took his head off. Hey, that was dope. That was super dope, but it was so anticlimactic. Yeah. I, I didn't like how I, I felt like that was the battle because yeah, you yeah. already knew Woody Harrelson poisoned her. We, we knew, knew that okay, from the jump. Sorry, spoilers. Spoilers. We already knew she's going to die and they're going to kill each other. Mm -hmm. And hopefully there's a redemption in there with the little girl. But we did, you know, we knew that it was coming. So uh, to me, I felt like. Yeah, she's here. She's in our room. Uh, she's to me, I felt like the. Yeah, yeah. No, I could tell. The I just felt like the Kujimo. Uh, Renji fight was more important. Like that to me should have been the climax. And the fact that they made it all dramatic with these swords and everything. And then he just drops them in under five seconds. Right. And like the head slice, like it could have been way gorier mm. or more dramatic. You want a little like, bit more blood spurt on a head slice. Yeah. Like, it, well, like if you blinked, you would have missed it. Right. In fact, I did. In fact, I, that happened to me a couple of times. I had to. Um, I rewound it because I was like, well, wait, I know Kujima won, but what happened? And I rewound it hmm. to watch him win because I was like, that's the part I was more intrigued by. And oh, OK. I did the same thing. I rewound it at yeah. certain parts, uh, to, especially to catch her actually drink that boom, boom lemon. I was like, is, is she actually <laughs> going to drink the boom, boom lemon? Because then I walked out of the room. I was like, wait, did she get to drink it? Because I thought it was going to be one of those running gags where like she's about to get the boom, boom lemon drink, which apparently is a, a very coveted drink in that region. Yeah, that's what I was was wondering about myself. Um, it's like me and my Diet Cokes. Get some boom, boom lemon. <laughs> can I get a Diet Coke? Jesus. Um, somebody, somebody gives me a Diet Pepsi and I'm about to fucking blow so like what's Mount funny is when you Google boom, boom lemon now, everything that comes up has to do with Kate. Mm, you think it was made up for the movie? Maybe. Boom, boom, lemon. I don't know. I liked it when he said that. Boom, boom, lemon to her. 
Like he had that, that moment with her in the car. I like that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that you're going to go through hell. That last hour is going to be hell. But, I mean, it's her mm-hmm. insides, basically. Her whole body shutting down. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, you should have stayed in the hospital. Should have stayed in the hospital. You should have stayed in the hospital where they could have made you comfortable for your yeah. last 24 hours right. like but they no. offered to do. Right. <laughs> so it does and that's say... The movie. <laughs> Uh, this website does say that it is a Japanese soda. Is it a like Japanese a mo- soda? Okay, it's like a mountain lion. Maybe a citrus mountain lion. They don't say. They just say they. They don't say where we can buy it. Don't we have a drink like that over here? They're like Sun Drop or some bullshit. Isn't there I like some that's l- just cit- Mountain Dew? Oh, isn't it? I thought there was like some citrusy yellow carbonated thing that we have over here. Um, I really did. <laughs> we got we got Mountain Dew. We got we Mountain got, Dew. We got lots we of got Mountain S- Dew. We got Sprite. Apparently, it's a real drink. Um. Oh wait, Twitter reacts to the fictional drink. Hmm. I I don't know. I I can't. I don't know. I don't have time to read this. Well, do you have time to give me a rating Thanks. on this movie? Yes. Okay. I do. Because <laughs> I know I get a little lazy sometimes with doing introductions, so I, but I'm not going to be lazy for the, for the ratings tonight. Okay, kids? So we have six beautiful ratings on this show. <clears throat> At the top of the heap, we have Call to Work Good, Movie Theater Good, Catch It on Cable Good, Home Video Good, Sick with the Flu Good, and Solitary Confinement Good. So, Lauren, and yes, I've abandoned the risk COVID good for obvious reasons. Sometimes <laughs> things get played out like like stained and you got to move on. So, so what do you got? I am going to give it home video. Good. In other words, yeah. good enough for someone to rent. If it wasn't on Netflix or good enough for someone to watch on Netflix or good enough for someone to possibly maybe even own. I think good enough to watch on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I think, I think it's home video. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's good enough to like, if you know, a lazy afternoon, you pop something on, you want something, I would pay for a red box for this. Okay. Yeah. But I wouldn't pay $20 on demand. No, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't either. Yeah. And if I did go see this in a movie theater, I'd be a little upset at the end. Yeah. Like I wasted some time. Yeah. Unless I'm killing time, like before a flight or before an execution or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, when you're going into town to watch an execution, like, Oh, I got to kill time before the execution starts. Like maybe then, you know, kill time before the killing starts, right? Kill some time. Right. But I'm with you. I'm 100% agreeable on that. I think it's, yeah, because it's really not. It, it's, it had some fun moment. Like it had some good moments. You know, there were some, like you said, there's some good action. There's some good fight scenes. There's a good car chase. You know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you know, crawls up some walls and does some parkouring. She's um, great in it, by the way. I don't know yeah. if I, I should probably state that at the top. I, I really did like her in this. I like yeah, her in no, these kind I, of roles. I like, I think she should do more shit like this. I, I liked her too. And I, I liked, um, I like Kujima. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not like Woody Harrelson in this. I could take him or he, leave him. He phoned it in. Yeah. He just, it's like, come on, Woody. Like he was obviously just doing it for a paycheck. He didn't care. Yeah, I mean, he's so, like he he does stuff like that, you know. I he, I could take him or leave girl, him. The little girl was really annoying. I didn't care about her. Could this movie have benefited from some interesting henchmen? Maybe some people that were like maybe maybe not even 
like like much like the game Double Dragon, where each level you had a a mini boss before the big boss. Yes. And and maybe if they'd had like some certain. Well, I feel like they tried to do that. So mm. the first point when they sent all the men after her, uh, where Renji called the meeting and was saying everybody go after her. Mm-hmm. And then he said to the one guy, I don't remember the guy's name, right. but he was the right. one like tall guy. And he said, right. he was like, it'd be a shame. It'd if be a shame if right. something happens to right. Ani. Is that her name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It'd be a shame if something happens to her. She is the last one in the bloodline. Right. Do you understand which, what I mean? Hint, hint. That's the other thing. I wish that they hadn't tipped the hand at that right away, too. Like, yeah, he could have just how been like, was hey, saying, like, it was you so know what to do, right? Right. It was so predictable for, right. to us that already Woody Harrelson was the one who poisoned Kate. And he was somehow behind stuff like they could have waited to show that the family was out to get Ani too. They totally could. You're so right. And he could, like, they, didn't, they didn't have to hold our hands with everything. Right. Like okay. they, t- like, why'd you show that? Like, why not just wait till it came up? You know, like Look, it's no Shang-Chi and the 10 rings. Okay. No. All right. Not. I'm sorry. It's just not <laughs> had this movie. If this movie had Aquafina in, in, in Simu Lu, then we would have been better off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know? But what was I in the middle of saying? Oh, oh sorry. Just, I don't know. I didn't know. Well, I mean, that was a point I wanted to make about the movie was that like, I, I anyway, I think that guy that because you were saying would it have benefited from like more henchmen. And I think they tried to make him seem like a big bad. And then as they're on their way to find Renji. That boyfriend, um, the that boyfriend, boyfriend was Ugh. supposed to be a big bad, but he was just weird and creepy. Right. Um. So I think they tried. They just did it poorly. Yeah. You know, that was a pretty brutal fight scene with her and, and that dude, though, in the apartment. Yes, yes, it was. It and really she broke was. those glasses and used the stems yes. to stab him in the chest. Like, yeah. And I like and this is what I always fucking say. And I have to say this. This is one of the things that I loved about this movie. And it's not because I love seeing people get beat up, but I, I need just like an atomic blonde when Charlize Theron takes on four guys that are three times her size and she does it effectively and systematically, but she's not, she's not sprinting after that. She's struggling after that. Mm-hmm. She just got slammed down some stairs and by a guy that was like 300 pounds, you need that character to at the very least, like stumble a little bit to show. And, and this, let me tell you, Mary Elizabeth Winstead really sold that to me. Like she sold it. Like, listen, not only is she po- dying from the poison, well, that was the she thing was looked, that like you couldn't tell what it was that was killing her. Is right. it this horrific fight she just right. had or is it that her insides are just melting because she's got such high levels of radiation going right. through her right now? Right. But that's what I I do. I, I really did like that. I really I, I need to see that John McClane factor when people are putting themselves to the ringer like that. They can't they can't emerge, you know, with the hair done. And they're right. still glistening, you know, it just yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't work for me, you know? So yeah, I agree. Catch it on the Netflix, AKA home video. Good. Or catch it on cable. Somewhere I in hope that you've world. already seen it though, because we just really spoiled it for you. We did. We really did. We really people, ruined all of it for you. People should know by now. You gotta, yeah, you gotta see it before. What you do we even it. call this episode? Cause we kind of went all over the map with some stuff earlier at the top of the show. We can't just call it the Kate episode. I mean, it's got to be more than that. It's got to be Kate plus eight. 
because I think I cast eight. <laughs> Kate plus eight. <laughs> I think I cast eight uh, comic book characters before we started. Kate plus eight. All right. This <laughs> and a couple been... of drag queens. <laughs> and a couple of drag queens for you, kids. Is there anything you want to promote? Um, oh, check it. Well, um, as always, I want to promote um, the podcast that I am on weekly, Mouthy Broadcast. Um, we are in the middle of a very busy season, but we are doing our best to get stuff out to you weekly. We did have to take a few breaks. Um, the, uh, the other host um, moved over the summer and now she's helping to plan a wedding, not for herself, but for a family <laughs> member. So we have a lot going on, um, yes. but uh, we are doing our best. We have a, we have an episode coming out tomorrow and then we have one scheduled to be recorded next week. And then hopefully we won't have to take any breaks throughout October. But the other thing I do in October is that I act in a haunted house. Um, so if you are in the central Virginia area, uh, check out red vein haunted house in Ashland, Virginia. It's a really good time. Very cool. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. And again, that's called red vein and you can buy tickets at redvein.com. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lauren, look, thanks for doing it's this stuff. with me on a on a weeknight, on a school night. You know, I know I had to reschedule on you because I've been in the middle of selling my house and mm -hmm. uh, and I close at the end of this month and I'll be moving into an apartment. I'm downsizing my life a little bit. Oh no. And uh it's for the best. It's a good yeah. it's a good move. It's a good move. I just gotta find a place to move some of my toys, you know. Because <laughs> the wife is like, eh, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe one of these days when I, I'll find a place, I'm going to bring her out again. This episode is sponsored again by the 1992 Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer doll. The cat. The cat. <laughs> Oof. Does and she yes, have mistletoe with her? She doesn't. She doesn't. Because we know that a mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. But so a kiss. A kiss if you mean it. It can be even deadlier. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Thanks for doing this with me, Lauren. This is always of course, anytime. Always a pleasure. I loved it. And Sorry that I got distracted trying to figure out if Boom Boom Lemon is real or not. Hey, that's no that's no problem. Speaking of Boom Boom Lemon, kids, look, whatever we said on this show, whether it postulated your postules, you know, or maybe it tickled your tickles, you know, just remember at the end of the day, whatever we said about any scantily clad woman, okay, it's just fiction. Oh, and don't forget to follow uh, um, Lauren on Mouthy Broadcast. Or yeah, follow Mouthy Broadcast mm -hmm. on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Mouthy Broadcast. We have a Patreon too. Mm. Yeah, and we're available wherever podcasts are. Do you know a lot of podcasts are like doing like that? Have you seen a lot of stuff coming up like Luminary and stuff like this, like where you have to pay separately? Like it'll show um, up in your Apple podcast feed. I don't know if you have a iPhone or not, but I do, but I don't use Apple podcasts. I use, um, another app, but I've, I've, uh, heard a lot of them doing stuff. Like I know Spotify premium and, uh, stitch is it stitcher. Is it stitcher premium or stitcher or something else? Yeah. It's like, they're trying to like upgrade the yeah, stitcher premium and, and I don't like um, it. Yeah. I don't like it either. That's not how podcasts podcasts are supposed to be free. And, well, and I, I understand doing like certain content behind a paywall. Sure, like, that's like, what like the Patreon's Patreons, for. right? That's yeah. different. Or OnlyFans. 
Yeah. You know? Only pods. Right. You know, you know? sometimes Which you people... can't because you can't do porn on OnlyFans anymore. So now maybe it is just going to be podcasts. Is that official? Did they actually finally make that like? I that... don't know. So I got to start taking down those videos of me and me and James Powell. Yeah. I got to take those videos down. You got it. So, <laughs> you know, like people on OnlyFans just like show their buttholes and stuff, right? I thought it wasn't always limited like, to that. I thought some of <laughs> some of it was like foot fetish shit, cosplay it could be shit. Any, I'm sure it's anything. I'm sure yeah, it's anything. But there but is that's butthole a big stuff on thing, there too. Is like, because like people want butthole pictures for whatever reason. <laughs> Ugh. I'm making a face right now and it's like, it's like well, all right. So all I know, like I, I watch a bit of reality TV and all the reality TV stars go on OnlyFans because they're like the prime. But they're like the ones who can make have the ability to make the most money. Oh, okay. Okay. Because okay. if you're a real celebrity, you don't need to do OnlyFans. Right, 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 right. If you're like a D-list celebrity from some kind of reality show, it's like enough people know you and will follow you, but it's not like you've got nudes and shit out there otherwise. And they have like a like the main page will be like basically an advertisement of like what you can get from them. <laughs> It's like, you know, lingerie picks, one hundred dollars. Mm. Um, topless picks, two hundred dollars. Full frontal, four hundred dollars. Mm. Spread eagle, <laughs> six hundred. Like New- nudes while I'm changing the wheel on a bicycle, five hundred dollars. <laughs> like, oh god. But like, there are full on pick. Like, there'll be like, some people offer like, you know spread cheeks to like show the butthole hmm. and so, and you to know? think and to think i thought it was like limited to like um you know like somebody drawing a very um descriptive thorough uh beautiful vision of of magic or psylocke you know that's nsfw because it's very suggestive and maybe even revealing in a lot of areas and then i'm just direct messaging these to my co-host and he's like why are you sending me drawings? I'm scantily clad, nude women at times. And I said, look, I'm just saying this particular depiction of this character that we grew up with, there's something to be said about this. Somebody our age reimagining said character in this light. And I like to share it so that I I have some solidarity. Well, I feel like if the internet was bigger when we were younger, it would have been happening then too, because I I think that's why... Uh, you know, you hear so much about like the the shipping stuff now, you know, all the mm-hmm. fanfic that gets written and shared. The Internet just wasn't as available. Right. 20 plus years ago as it is now. You know, you can go so on a deep dive on some on any subject right now mm-hmm. and and just spend hours getting immersed in something, whether it's like YouTube or like my wife will do like these TikTok dives where she's like, my just, wife, you know, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> you know yeah i'll do a youtube dive on something where i'll be like oh this is this woman reacting to uh eddie vetter singing that she's never heard him sing before and then all of a sudden i'm like going down this. do you ever think those are real like the the people who've never heard pearl jam or the people who don't know rage against the machine i don't know kind of sometimes i don't know there was a bunch that came out right when uh the movie uh bohemian rhapsody came out of people who had never heard of queen listening to queen for the first time i could see i could see like generationally speaking like the one i was watching was like this young black girl and she had just never i guess never listened to 
Pearl the Pearl Jam. Jam acoustic version of Black. And so, she, and then she watches it and you see her reaction and she's like, okay. She's like, all right. You know, and, and I'm like, and I did, and I went through her whole channel and then I subscribed to her channel to watch her have more reactions. Cause I was like, just really digging this person, just getting her mind blown by like grunge. Yeah. And it was like doing something for me. I don't know. I was like, yeah. Cause it was almost like I was like part of sharing this experience, something that I grew up with, but I, I don't know. But maybe I, I am, maybe I am just naive and just like, well, look at that, Lauren. Well, the one that I saw that I liked and I thought was real, it was a young black man listening to Rage Against the Machine for the first time. Mm -hmm. And it was the first one that I had ever seen. The first mm -hmm. one of those react videos I had ever seen. So um, and the fact that, like, you listen to Bulls on Parade 30 years later. And it's even more relevant now than it was then. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. And, um, you know, like the way he was just like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. Oh, and the, because the song, it's one of those like each song on that album, there's just like more and more energy and it just hits harder and harder and harder. And he was like, you know, it was the and I kind of like skipped through the video to like watch his reaction to each song. Um, but it was a full like hour long video sure listen to the whole album oh wow yeah but doesn't um, it make you love the songs again yes yeah. yeah it really did yeah so i'll have to find that like you'll have to share that with put it in I your will. show notes i will <laughs> i gotta get better at doing doing that and, and leaving more stuff in the show notes for people to kind of yeah quick reference it you know you you uh you and jenny are really good about doing that with your show yeah we do it but then apparently nobody can ever find it because oh, really? it doesn't go out well it doesn't go out in the um, like in the iTunes description. It's not in there. Your emails you know, and stuff will, but the links won't go over. Right, right. So just our so our big um, like our basic uh, description goes out. But then right. like the links, you have to go to our website. Oh, OK. And At least you have a website. Like, mm, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Website. I'm working on I'm working on a website. Mouthybroadcast.com. You, know, you can see all kinds com. of uh, fat ventures and blogs. And I like the fat ventures a lot. Fat ventures a lot are great. We did the last few fat ventures we've done. We did videos that are on our Patreon. They're behind that paywall. Oh, I like the yeah. ones that 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 Jenny shared. The one where she was rating the uh, the Wawa the burger. The Wawa burger. Oh, a good one, right? Yeah, that was so good. Because she yeah. was absolutely on point with everything with her description. She's like, I'm not going to say it's even horrible, but it's not <laughs> it's not great. It was like us talking about Kate. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was horrible. Yeah, we're not snobs. Certainly we, wasn't good. You know, we said, hey, we rated we watched Dune. It was okay? pretty good. We yeah. watched oh, it was way watched better than Doom. Way better than Dune. Oh, God. You know, a million times better than Doom. <sighs> well, thanks again. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. And remember, kids, whatever we said on this show, regardless of what, whether you like um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or maybe Mary, maybe you don't even like uh, Vampirella, you know, after listening to us uh, ramble on and on about whatever we rambled on about tonight. Just remember, at the end of the day, it is just fiction. Don't take it seriously. Thanks for listening. Whoa.